Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of CMBL, rather Clear Minds Better Lives. And today, this topic that we're going to be discussing is extremely personal to me because of the many people I know who are going through this and are not able to talk about them identifying themselves as LGBTQ in our community, especially of the stigma and taboo that is surrounding them. And so I asked our dear friend of mine to talk about her journey, realizing who she was and accepting herself for who she was, especially in a community that really does not allow you to be yourself. And speaking from personal experience and having friends who are from this community, who I know have gone through so much mental health um, situations, as well as trying to take their lives, I wanted to honestly say to the community, especially if you're from Africa and more close to home, Kenya, that I support you, CMBL supports you. There's always a safe space for this community where I'm at. It doesn't matter if I'm here, back in the States, back in England or in Nairobi, I think we need to start having open, honest conversations. So I'm here with Jerry Moravi. Um, and Jerry and I were introduced by my brother, um, God Bro, Solomon, shout out to you. Oh my God, yeah. I've been listening to him so much in all my <laughs> episodes lately. He's going to get upset. He'll be all right. <laughs> but let Jerry introduce herself, um, talk about who she is, um, her journey, and then we'll kind of go from there. So um, as Shiroz just mentioned, my name is Njeri Moravi, and I am 23 years young. I currently live in the UK, um, and I currently identify as a queer Black woman um, in the UK. So yeah. Um, Go ahead, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> that's fine it's okay um so yeah like that's that's how I choose to identify as um is there anything in particular that I need to like say or no not at all I think I think we start from there the conversation okay. from there and it's I guess what is being queer let's mm. define that um and let's also define your culture like as I know that you're black. I we're black too, but we're also from a culture that's very. We're from the same tribe. Yes, Kikuyu, Kenya. We're also from the same aspect of how religion views the LGBTQ community. So, one, let's talk about what is being queer, or what is that aspect being? Because a lot of people, you know, I hear a lot of people complain, like, why do they have to add all these letters to their community? Mm-hmm. and take the time to learn and educate themselves right because even me like I'm still having to ask you know like the them they I have to ask nouns yeah the other day I just learned what asexuality means so I, I'm trying to learn in order for me to respect people's spaces and boundaries and you know how that important how important that is to me so I, I guess being queer is before we get to how you got there yeah I think that's what we should be begin with um so identifying as queer means to me that um 
my sexual and romantic attraction is just for women. It's solely based on women. Um, and I think for a long time, um, I was, I was confused as to how I would, uh, choose to identify with because labels are, labels can be confusing and, and labels can limit you as well. And they can put you in a box. And so there are some labels, for example, like gay or lesbian, which I find quite too harsh. Um, like I would like to, I guess, acknowledge my experiences, um, my previous experiences with men um, having. And so I think it's, it's important for me to use that term queer um, because it's not too harsh. Um, and it's, it's, a, it's an easier term to use to describe how I feel, how I identify with myself. So yeah, so that's how I identify. Now, so you've said something in you before because I assumed this whole time that me and you have created a relationship, I assumed you were lesbian just because yeah, when you like other women, you're classified lesbian. But yeah. are you saying you're queer because you've had experiences with men too? Like, is that why? Yeah, so, and the reason why I say that is because I don't want to um, disrespect lesbians who have actually only been attracted to women since, since young, you know? Um, and they haven't dated a man. They haven't been with a man at all. And so, like, and I've been having conversations about, um, like, labels and terms. And so that's why identify as queer because what I don't want is to um I guess diminish that aspect of lesbians um I'd, I'd prefer if they would choose to um use that label use that term um because I haven't been a lesbian my whole life you know <laughs> I haven't so I think it's I think for me it's it's more of a respect um for them than yeah. to yeah 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 than to just use that name and say oh yeah because I, I can't just I, I I personally feel like I can't use that term lesbian um yeah. though it, it like someone would say that I am because of my um choice of sexual and romantic and emotional preference but the way that I the way that I I see things and I identify I I choose the term queer because it's it's just it, it adds a, like a, a fluidity as well. Um, and um, it's, it, like I said, it's not too harsh. So I actually get and respect that because mm -hmm. you've made a conscious choice to respect the lesbian, you know, community. Yeah. And I think more and more we're learning how to be conscious of who we are as people. Um, and the crazy thing is I... I personally don't take, as, as a heterosexual woman, I think I do not care much how I'm seen because for me, it's just like, it's always been the norm, right? Society has yeah. always Society, yeah. So for me, I really don't ever care, even for the she, her, you know, that stuff. I'm like, it's fine. Like, it's fine. If you don't use that with me, I won't get offended. But I think it's important to always respect other people and where they're at because it matters to them. 
Um, so let's talk about your journey. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I know that's not been like an easy thing, especially mm. being a daughter of an African parent. Yeah. Yes, Kikuyu. Let's be specific. <laughs> you really think I don't? I don't even think it's. I think it's because we were brought up Kikuyu, so we don't know better. But like when I look at Africa as a whole, mm. it's all bad. It's, yeah, it really. It really is. Especially if your parents are like deep into religion, which again, I have said this many times in past podcasts, I am a Christian, but Mm. it is not my job to be judge, jury, and executioner. It is not. Yeah, yeah. And accept other people for who they are because I, you know, I can only show love. (laughs) I I just, that's all I can do. Yeah. Um, And in the world that has so much hate right now, Mm. constant so yeah let's talk about your journey how did it I, I guess it, it there's a lot to talk about here there's a lot to explore on. Yeah. However, yeah, yeah. however you want to start it feel free to okay so I guess I'll start off with when I knew um and so that was when I was 15 years old um I knew that I liked women um and I think it started off first as like a sexual attraction. Yeah. Um, and then over time, it, it built into like an emotional and romantic attraction as well. Mm-hmm. So when I first knew, um, I wasn't around like people within the LGBTQ plus community. I was in the church community, specifically Kenyan church community. And so it was very hard to navigate my sexuality or express that because I was around like heteronormativity. That was all I saw. That was all that I experienced during that time, like growing up as well. So then it got to a point where, um, it got to a point where like I decided to step away from the Kenyan church community. Um, because I had chosen to like suppress myself, um, suppress my sexual desires. I thought they they were wrong. My sexual attraction to women specifically, I thought they were wrong. Um, And I had so much internalized homophobia. Mm. Um, And is that that because of your environment, which was the church? Yeah. Yeah, 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 because of that. So, and it's not like they were they were verbally saying um, homophobic things, but you just know, like, within a church, you're, like, homosexuality. Yeah, like, homosexuality is a sin. Like, everybody knows in the church community that's what it is. And so, because it wasn't spoken about as well, I found it very difficult for, to have conversations, not just about my journey, but just about homosexuality in general, just as a whole, you know? And so, like, I found that quite overwhelming and um, it made it difficult for me to build, like, solid and healthy friendships with people within the church. Um, I felt like an anomaly, like, most of the time, Uh, not just because of my sexual preference, but because of 
um, like a myriad of, of, other, of other things because I see myself as very multifaceted. Um, there are many things to me. Um, so yeah, so, so that happened. And then um, when I chose to step away, this was in 2018, when I chose to step away from the Kenyan church community, like that's when I had found my freedom um, within myself um, and within my sexuality. Um, but still at that point, um, I felt as if I couldn't express my attraction for women. And I think I hadn't let go of the internalized homophobia. And so it got to a point where I had to sit with myself and I had to make a decision of how I would like to go about living the rest of my life from till this point till now. And this is, at the, is this still in 2016 or this is yeah. break away? And before you go too far, what led you to break away from the church? Because I 2018 is two years ago. You were 21. Because I, yeah, yeah. I broke away from the Presbyterian church when I was 17. Oh, okay. I'm a pastor's kid. So you already know that was like fire on top yeah, of Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I, it, was it because you wanted to evaluate yourself without being held on to this religion? Yeah. You know, because I think for me, when I when I stopped going to ch- specifically the church that my dad my dad pastors, I had seen so much toxicness that at the mm-hmm. time I really don't see the practices that are being told here on the Bible. So I'm gonna go and like figure it out for myself. Right, that girl. Then so be it. I didn't care at the time. I really did not give any, you know, the f bomb. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I had as well like as soon as I decided to like step away from the church to be honest um but I'll also be like yeah I'll also be honest as well it's like not just the church in general but I think just I think the the practice of the, the Christian faith for me I stepped away from it because I felt like it wasn't aligning with my beliefs one my sexuality my political beliefs <laughs> um and like a myriad of of other things as well like I just felt such a disconnect and so like it at that time at 21 I felt like I needed to like step away to figure out what works for me and what doesn't work for me and um the the saying um do what works for you do what's best for you um find what works best for you um really resonated with me in that moment because I felt like before um when I was in those church communities I felt as if like I had to do what the pastor was saying or I had to do what everyone else was saying you know and you know people might look at me now and be like oh but you were just being disingenuous you never really believed and I'm like nah (laughs) no um I feel like with spirituality um it's it's a journey and you can go through different you can go through different phases. Um, you might be practicing one thing and then the, the next you might find yourself practicing another thing that you might have never thought of. Right. So, that's, so that's another thing. And even when we talk about spirituality and religion, I think, I think the thing is, is that Christians are also such hypocrites. That's right. <laughs> they really do preach water and drink wine at the same yeah. time. <laughs> And I, it's so- I couldn't do it because if you go and gossip Monday to Saturday, do it on Sunday. Girl, girl, girl. If you were invested in my business as a pastor's kid or mm-hmm. even as a, she's 
queer or whatever, then be invested in your children's mental health and behavior as well. Agreed. Agreed. And, you know, when you, when you and I talked first talked about your spiritual journey, mm. wait, you told me you practice something right now. Please, please say the name. Cause I forget. Pantheism. There you go. I, first of all, I clean what that is. That way I can say how I felt about it at the time. Go ahead. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. So um, pantheism is basically um, acknowledging God as the universe. Just that's just simply put it. So okay. Not, yeah, just acknowledging the universe and acknowledging God in like all things. So in nature, the cosmos and all yeah. that kind of stuff. So, yeah. It's like, you know, there's so many terms. At first when you were like pantheism, I was like, there's so many terms. I need to educate. There, there's so many. <laughs> I was like, okay, this is another term I don't know about. Yeah. Like, I educate myself because I really don't want to be like, mm, mm, I feel it and I don't know anything about it. But I think if if you are okay as a human being and it helps you survive and it helps you be happy and mentally at peace, then yeah. I'm, okay I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know, and I know like other people look at accepting Christians of others' behaviors and they're like, no, you're you're going against God's will. And let me tell you, I struggle with that. I do. Like I do. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie to you because I'm a Christian and I know what the Bible said, but it's also like, I try to practice as much as what Jesus did on this planet, which is love on everybody. Mm-hmm. Right? Like he loved on everybody. If you read the stories, it was literally m- much more where the sinners were. Right. <laughs> this is so true. And this is what I do get about like most Christians of today. It's like, they don't want to associate or, have conversations or even be friends because they're like oh well they might influence me no you have to be secure and strong in yourself you have to know yourself you have to be secure (laughs) say it because hello (laughs) you know before we lose ourselves off track i think you've gotten away from the from the christian faith you've gotten away from the community and now Mm -hmm. you've to explore yourself on this journey how has that been for you mentally um mentally I will be honest and I'll say that like it's been very hard very 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 hard um but at the same time it's been very rewarding and it's been exciting because I've met amazing people I've made amazing friends um online and in person um But, like, I think the difficulty came in with, like, not being able to express my my acceptance of my sexuality to my immediate family members. Um, Like, just because I know their stance on, like, homosexuality. So, and, um, and I know this because when I had gone to, um, pride in 20 i think it was 2019 yeah 2019 in london um, or- london yeah uk black pride we, it was we gotta, we gotta go to that next year if COVID- Girl, we gotta go. yes because let me tell y'all my lgbtq plus friends are some of the dopest people on the planet <laughs> yes honestly i love i just love their energy like oh yeah go on the kindest people 
the most realist people. They're very blunt. They don't have time to BS because oh know, yeah, all, all your life has been hiding. So they will tell yeah. you. Yeah, once you out, you're out. But yeah, so you're at the Pride 2019. Yeah. So so yeah, I was well. Bit prior to this, I was like making my way. I was getting ready at home to go to Pride and like. Um, I, I wasn't like I didn't tell anyone where I was going. Me and my sister were we were going together, but we didn't say anything. Um, my mom had asked like, "Oh, so where are you guys going today?" And then my sister was like, "Oh, you know, we're going to we're going to Black Pride today." And my mom was like, "What's Black Pride? What's what's that?" Yeah. Um, um, and then we were like, "Oh, um, it's a festival um, or celebration festival for the LGBTQ plus community," mm. and she was. Like, Ati, what? On a Sunday? That's where you're going. <laughs> so I was like, ah, uh, yeah. The thing came out, right? Yeah. No. yeah. <laughs> it had to. Just for, just for emphasis, you know? Um, and so, like, her, I think her response, it overwhelmed me. And it also made me very angry as well. Because I was like, why are you choosing to express your hatred towards these people and then yet you're going to a church service after this like it, it didn't make sense in my mind so then I decided to I, I left the house I was like I'm just gonna meet my sister on the way like when I get there and stuff I'm not gonna try and wait for her because I'm already getting annoyed and I'm already upset at how she's already expressed herself and I was like if it's a thing where if I choose to come out and tell her oh yeah like this is my this is what I'm attracted to who this is who I'm attracted to um I'm afraid that she might not take it well and I think in that moment it wasn't a good time to even say anything because she was like you better not come home as one of them so and and so for her to say that like it really freaked me out and it made me upset like I was so upset and I didn't know how to like deal with that. So I went to Pride. I had a great time. That was like the first time in a long time I'd felt safe. I felt like, yeah, this is, this is where I'm supposed to be. This is my family. Tribe. Yeah. This is my tribe. This is definitely my tribe. Like this is where I'm supposed to be. Cause I've never really felt that way in predominantly like heterosexual spaces. Like usually I would have to like, I guess, pretend and perform like, Oh yeah, you know, I'm cool with everyone. But like, <laughs> as, as soon as um as soon as this, the sexual harassment for men happens when as soon as it begins um as soon as the, the non-consensual acts happen that's when I'm like okay that's when my body freezes up and that's when I don't know how to respond um or sometimes like I just I pretend like oh like I'm okay with it but really I'm not um so yeah so pride was a was an amazing experience and so yeah so so from that situation I knew that my mom was just not okay with homosexuality and if I was to come out to her at like any point like she will definitely take offense to it but you know like that will be the reality like it is what it is already um so yeah and so like I think another thing was that had made it a difficult journey um into coming to acceptance of myself was also um I think it's more so to do with, I think it's more so to do with like 
family family like extra family members like extended family members um like how like my cousins because I'm I'm cool with them and I do talk to them but I was I think I was more so worried about how they might respond because they've just known me to like date guys but I haven't been like openly expressive about my attraction for women because again of the internalized homophobia and I guess these heteronormative ideals of how I should be as a woman you know so I, <laughs> I had to I had to let go of like so much and I was actually doing a lot of this um, unlearning and healing during like lockdown. Like that was a very, very important um, time for me. Um, and COVID forced us to self-reflect a lot. Yeah, it really did. COVID in a way also made you accept who you are. Like it was like, man, because I think people were like, oh God, like <laughs> the world can end at any day now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was like people were just like, you know what, I'm who I am. And so yeah. have you been able to sh- share with some of your family members about who you are? Yeah, yeah, I definitely have. I've been able to share with like um, a few of my cousins um, and and that's just about it. And then obviously I have my chosen family members. What was their reaction? So, what was your cousin's reactions? Um, they were happy for me. Actually, like... Yeah. They they already knew because I had like I'm very active on social media and so they they watch my posts they watch my story they kind so of they, could... yeah they just put the two and two together they're like oh um like when they saw, when they had saw me on my birthday they were like oh like congratulations like we're happy for you like we're here for you you know we have your we have you know you have my support all that kind of stuff so you know like I was really really grateful for that and I I wasn't expecting it. You know, I was expecting a different reaction because I think in my mind, I think of like blood family members as not being very welcoming or inviting to like homosexuals, the homosexuals in their family, but they are welcoming and inviting to the rapists and the, and the, <laughs> let's, be, let's be real here. Let's be real. I'm going to say it because it's true. And everybody going to agree with me. You know, <laughs> laughing because again, hi- hypocrisy is like a thing. It's, it's I'm saying, yeah, call them out on it. They're like, you know what? Will we go and pray? And I'm just like, oh lord, <laughs> pray about what? Really, just saying about what? About what? Yeah, you a very good point. Um, because I'm thinking to anyone who's listening to this, and they're you know they identify with the community and. And man, it's hard. Like these emotions caring mm. about having to unlearn, heal, accept herself. And I th- I think still with personal conversations you and I have had, it's yeah. still because yeah. in this present time, I don't think your immediate family knows. No, no. And the people who've had that courage to open up to their family members the ones that I've spoken to, they'd gone to a point of like, if I lose my immediate family, that's fine. Mm. I can affirm this to anyone listening to this. The day your your self-acceptance reaches that level, because acceptance is also a journey. It can just happen. Mm. Um, I, however, was really born with, I really don't give a care attitude. Like, even if 
accepted myself, I will do what I think I want to do at the time. But not everyone is like me too, because sometimes I have to suffer the consequences of those decisions that I make. Mm. Get to a level of, I'm ready to, um, I'm ready to suffer the, I'm ready to suffer the repercussions, which sometimes will make you lose friends. Mm. And a lot of people, because when people can't understand you, they just can't stand you, period. Literally, at all, at all, yeah. And they're not willing to understand you either. So, you know, that's that's the hardest thing. And so, like, it, I'm really glad that you brought, brought up that point of, like, not be like being okay with the fact that if you come out and you you tell them that this is who you are that you know it 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 shouldn't be a big deal like it shouldn't matter and that's the kind of approach that i'm taking right now like if they choose to like completely disown me i'm still going to be fine i'm still i'm still going to be okay yes it's going to hurt me yeah sure. but then at the, i can't expect people to support me if they if if they choose not to if it's not in alignment with who they are i think that's the biggest problem in an act honestly whether you're you whether you're telling your folks you're not going to be a doctor and you want to do other things like music whether you want to do let's you know we're being real in this conversation it's like yeah the fear of being true to who you are in an African home mm-hmm. is a sin. Yeah. Yeah. It needs to stop because when a child or even um an adult tells you who they are, believe, mm. believe them the first time. Yeah. <laughs> Not the second time. Yeah. You need to validate where someone is at always always don't do that and so Mm. for me you know it was important to talk about this because Mm. thinking that they're they're just bad people for being who they are yes honestly I went through that I and to some extent I still feel that way like I still feel like I know um, because I have conversations and I'm like yeah she's feeling some type of way and truth be told whenever I'm like texting Jay I'm like the first thing is like how are you doing are you Mm. because I mean your mental health is constantly jeopardized because you have no idea if your surrounding space is of acceptance fully and that's the most scary thing Mm. yeah I agree no yeah (laughs) (laughs) not heavy and and and, you know, I applaud you, too, for constantly working on yourself because that is something you have to do. That way you can get to the level of self-acceptance as you go along because I don't think that will happen. And truth be told, if you're listening to this and, and, and you identify yourself as an LGBTQ plus member, you do mm-hmm. have to work on yourself. Let's oh, yeah. Let's be honest about that because I think there's also this idea of, like, you know, well, I'm who I am and I have, and I'm not going to change. I'm not going to do anything about my personality or stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You got to do the work. <laughs> you have to do it. You have to do the work. And it's crazy because it, on each episode that I'm doing, growth comes up because you mm-hmm. have to yourself. I yeah. 
don't upgrade our phones and laptops and all these things for no reason. That's that's because we're avoiding like for them to crash and, and burn out. And that's what happens to humans too. Like you will crash and burn if you do not reflect on who you are on a daily basis. Mm. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I also think I'm sure as you were reflecting from dating men to dating women, it, it, it's not even something your brain thinks about all the time, but it's yeah. act- actively happening in the mind, right? Because your, yeah. act- your actions are in it. It's your actions. Yeah. It's my actions. They're, they're fully present in it. People think that when self-reflecting means that you have to take the day off and self-reflect. That's a lie. No. That's, no, that's, that's a whole lie. No. You know, and so as we have this conversation, what is your, I guess, advice to young people who are still, Mm -hmm. especially in our community? My advice right now, quit listening to the BS. Just yes. Yeah, quit listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to say that the Bible is BS. That is not what I'm saying. Please do not Mm -hmm. miss, you know, there are members who have PhD in adding salt and sugar to statements. not what I'm saying what I'm saying is listen to what your heart is telling you about mm-hmm. who you are in a work mm-hmm. yeah but you as someone who's in the community what's your advice for people from back home yeah so I think um my advice to them is to one protect your peace protect your peace that's something like my sister has always told me um and it's it's always it's always stuck with me and i think in those moments where i feel like i'm in constant battle with myself and with others um in terms of like my sexuality i think well the ones that don't agree with my sexuality right um i have to remember that like i come first my peace is the most important thing if i don't have that i'm not going to be able to function i'm not going to be able to um to, to peacefully shut down those conversations that don't serve me in any way. Mm-hmm. So that's, a, that's one thing. And I think another piece of advice is to maybe try find some like online communities because in Kenya, I'm not too sure if there's any like um, physical like communities um, in like out there. So I think maybe joining some online ones. I know that there are a few at the moment. Um, so yeah, I think yeah, joining them and interacting with people uh, within that community because that has helped me so much, especially during lockdown. Because obviously, like I was not able to actually um, see people in person, and also I wanted to like respect everyone in my household um, by um, following the the safety guidelines. So I had I just I just made sure I connected with people um, online virtually. Um, and that way I create, I made lots of friends. I've I met so many people. I joined like um, so many online Zoom meetings, um, safe spaces for like LGBT. Thank you. Gotcha. Yeah, for LGBTQ community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, though, and they were very helpful. Very, very, very helpful. Um, and I feel like if I, did, if I didn't have those communities, if there wasn't like an online presence, um, I think for me, like, I think I would have found it harder and I think I would have found it easier to give up and be like, 
fuck this shit. I'm just going to date men and I'm just going to be straight for the rest of my life, you know? <laughs> you and know? God. Yeah. So I, I think, and also seeing representation matters so much. Mm-hmm. Matters so, so, so much. Um, so yeah, so that would be my advice. Yeah. Um, you know, you talked about protecting your peace, and I know that's a mental aspect of it. Mm. Any tips, self-care, anything? Oh, yeah, definitely. So I think for me, what I was doing, um, like music is something um, that I love. Um, it speaks to my soul. I listen to it almost every day. And so like, if you're a music person, listen to that. Um, shake your ass, shake your booty, you know? <laughs> if that's what you do. It affirms, it just affirms your feelings, your life. Everything. Everything. I'd be like, you know what? Thank God for music. (laughs) Yes. Honestly, like, I'm, I'm so grateful for it. So, yeah, so music really helped me a lot. Like, and I think also taking walks in, like, nature as well, um, that helped. Like, getting outside, just being outside, getting some fresh air. Um, I'm a person I don't know about everyone else but I'm a nature person and so like I find plants to be very healing to me and and water as well being by water being in water as well very very so um and and I think another self-care tip is to um I think even journaling Mm -hmm. journaling I can never do that but I hear it works for people yeah 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 energy to type like all right, all right. I mean, if Siri can, if Siri can have the option of journalizing my shit, I'll do that. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> um, it it took me a while to get into journaling because I because I was like I was like ah, I can't. But then I think um, the the moment in which I started getting in back into poetry, like writing poetry, because that's what I do as well. That's, yeah, write poetry. Yeah, well, we gotta we gotta drop a, a poem on this caption for this. That's all. Dropping caption on this podcast episode. I'm not even gonna say anything else. Caption. <laughs> I'm, I'm dead serious. I don't think you understand. Oh, yeah. That's cool that you write poetry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I do. I do write poetry. Um, I won't say like I'm a serial poetry writer I'm, I'm not serial but like I write when I have the inspiration to or if I feel like called to do it mm. um so yeah so and I actually wrote a poem like back in March um at the beginning of lockdown and that poem was a self-love poem mm. um yeah <laughs> it's a self-love poem and yeah like I'm really glad that I, I expressed myself in that way because prior to that, I was also writing love letters to myself. Um, and that really helps. Oh, yes. Love, writing love letters to yourself helps so much. And I would definitely advise people to, to try it out. Like, don't wait for someone else to do that for you. Do it yourself. Um, learn, to, learn to love yourself. Learn to affirm yourself because it helps so much, you know. Self-affirmations are beast, and I do them when I'm running in the morning. You know me in the morning, so yeah, I'm always like, "You're gonna be great." <laughs> yes, yes, it's 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 really as simple as that, you know, because you, you're literally, but it actually, really works. Mm, mm. 
thing I read yesterday that I want to share um, before we wind up. You, yeah. t- we talked about self acceptance, and now we've mentioned self love. And I mm. know that whenever you you're not of a place of sex self acceptance, but you know the thing is, you can know who you are, but you yeah. don't. Yeah, yeah. I I think we've highlighted accepting who you are, especially if you identify yourself in this community or mm. you identify yourself. It's mm. important to understand that when people don't accept you, mm. it has everything to do with them. Yeah. <laughs> yes. We, we we honestly blame ourselves for so much when it has nothing to do with us. Mm. Whenever you tell somebody, "Hey, this is where I'm at," and then then they're like, "No, that's not where you are you're at." That is a problem within them. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Security, fear, whatever is going on with them, will come out to you. And so mm. I from somewhere and it was be the person who breaks a cycle if you are judged choose understanding mm. if you were rejected choose acceptance if you were shamed choose compassion mm. the person you needed when you were hurting not the person who hurt you bow to be better than what broke you to heal instead of becoming bitter so you can act from your heart and not from your pain. I love that. And that requires work. Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, when you, even if you, really, you put religion or Christianity into this, when, mm. when Jesus was asked, when people wrong you, mm. and he was like, you don't slap the other cheek. You just... You, you move <laughs> yeah. because there's no point in being the person who is hurting you. Yeah. Yeah. When you talk about self-love, when you love yourself deeply and truly, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. people, and I'm still learning this, like I'm not a pro at this man. Like Same. it's a journey. It's really a journey. I really want people to understand that when you love yourself, you love those bad parts of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't mean that it's okay. It means that you're working be, to be better. So okay. I may really suck at patience, but I'm like, I have to love that part of me. I may be stubborn. I'm like, girl, damn, you gotta love. You have to love. Even the failures, you got to love them. So even if you feel crappy about, I'm a lesbian, I'm a gay person, I'm a bisexual, I'm queer, um, mm-hmm. whatever. Only you have the power to make yourself feel better about yourself. Because once you have that power, sweetie, <laughs> boo-boo, even, even, even if they say they hate you 8,000 times, you'll still have grace. You right. Yeah, yeah. That's my addition to whatever you've said. Because mm. that is how I show love. So, you know... Thank you, Jerry, for sharing your journey. You're welcome. Honestly, I'm a very deep. I'm like, man, we're getting deep. We oh, yeah. <laughs> are. So, I hope that this is some sort of inspiration to young people mm-hmm. that it's okay. Like, yeah, it's okay. And also, we need to be kinder 
be kind. It doesn't cost you anything. Yeah. You spread hate. It's just a reflection of who you are on the inside. And no one wants that. So love and light to the LGBTQ plus community from from South Africa, Nigeria, whatever country in Africa, we know things are hard. And wherever you are globally as an immigrant to the country that's not your home, and you don't forget your black is beautiful too. Oh yeah, those are my last words. Jerry, anything else? <laughs> no, I think that's that's all. Yeah, love and light, everyone. <laughs>